On this episode of the Resetter Podcast, I am bringing you Jamie Kern Lima. Now, a little bit about Jamie. So she wrote a book, a New York Times bestselling book called Believe, and it was a lot around her trajectory as a businesswoman. She actually started a makeup line and was a top producer for QVC. So she's just vibrant and and so articulate, which you'll see in this conversation. But she ended up selling her company for a billion dollars, which is impressive. And the path to being able to sell that company was filled with a lot of rejection. And you're going to hear it in this conversation. I literally wanted to take notes as I was interviewing her. There's so many times in our life that we come face to face with rejection and it can trigger all kinds of self-doubt. And what you're going to learn today from Jamie is how to overcome those moments and some stay all the way through because some of the stories, especially the ones at the end, get better and better. She has a whole story of how she met Oprah and she went to her house and oh, it, it, her storytelling is incredible. And she has a lot of stories about as she was building this company, how many people didn't believe in her specifically because in the beauty industry, she didn't look the way that they wanted, they want people to look. And how did she overcome that? So she has a new book out called Worthy, and it comes out this week. So please go order it. She says it's her best work. And I can tell you, if her book is anything like this conversation, it is going to change the lives of millions of women. And Jamie has going to help us go from I am not enough to I am worthy. So I love this woman. I loved this conversation. And I see it as a soul gift to you. And I know that you are going to not only walk away from this conversation with more insight on how you can fully step into the life you want to live, but that you're going to fall in love with Jamie as deeply as I did. And please go get her book worthy. So Jamie Kern Lima, here you go. This is my gift to you. Enjoy. Welcome to the Resetter Podcast. This podcast is all about empowering you to believe in yourself again. If you have a passion for learning, if you're looking to be in control of your health and take your power back, this is the podcast for you. We as a human race are incredibly mineral deficient. And a large part of that is coming because our soils, the food that our soils are growing in, are incredibly depleted, especially here in America, but uh, throughout the world, we're seeing that soils are not having the same mineral-rich content that they did years ago. And minerals are really strange because they have this subtle yet powerful effect on our brain and our body. So things like depression and anxiety have been linked to mineral deficiencies, which is why I am constantly looking for mineral resources. And Element has done an incredible job with their products. So if you're not familiar with Element, they are a mineral packet. You can put it in your water as you're going throughout your day. They will keep you in a fasted state. 
and they have really yummy flavors. So check out Element. If you go to Drink Element, so let me spell it for you because it's a little tricky play on word words. I actually say Elementy or Element, depending on how you want to say it. So the website is Drink Element. So D-R-I-N-K-L-M-N-T.com forward slash Mindy Pels. And if you go, we'll also leave the link in the, in the notes below. But if you go and you check out their website, they will give you a discount. And let me know what your favorite flavor is. Hey, resetters. Okay, no doubt this has happened to you. How many times have you purchased skincare products because they were labeled clean or organic or paraben-free only to find out that there are a hundred other toxic ingredients in the product? I know this has definitely happened to me and it can seem so discouraging, especially when you don't know where to find the cleanest and most effective products. It's super overwhelming. So let me tell you this, I have been using a really cool product from Purity Woods that is USDA certified, organic, non-GMO, free of parabens, dyes, all the things you want in a skincare line. And it's called Age Defying Dream Cream. Okay, let's just start with that name. How many of us wanna dive into a cream that is called a dream cream? I know my 53 year old face was excited about that. And literally, this product has been a game changer. Seriously, I feel like I have jumped back in time whenever I put the dream cream on. It is a true dream. And what I love the most about it is not only does it like make my skin feel really smooth and moist and I'm much happier when I look in the mirror afterwards, but it's actually having a therapeutic benefit. It supports collagen and elastin production without disturbing any of the hormones in my body. Now remember, as we go through menopause, as we go over our 40s, you are losing estrogen, which is uh, forcing, I'm going to say lovingly forcing your body to make less collagen, which is part of the reason that wrinkles seem to appear so frequently. Well, with the Dream Cream, you're getting actual collagen production and elastin production, and you're skipping all the harmful chemicals that just will throw your hormones completely out of whack. So it's really, truly a dream. And check this out. If you go to puritywoods.com slash PELS and you enter the code PELS, P-E-L-Z, at checkout, they're going to give you 10% off your first order. So that's puritywoods.com slash PELS. Enter Pels in the code and you will get 10% off. And I want to know if you're having the same experience that I did with this amazing product. You are definitely going to want to try this one. Okay, so for starters, I always tell my guests, like, I love good conversations. And I always I feel like I'm welcoming you to my dinner table. Uh, Even though I don't have any food, I just <laughs> love the depth of uh, your heart and your mind and where this conversation is going to go. So welcome to my podcast. Thank you. I am so excited to be here. So honored, so grateful. Yeah. Proud of all the work you're putting out in the world. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. So can you start off because your story is amazing and inspired me. And I want everybody to hear where what the fire you've been through. 
and where you landed so that you people understand the power of what you're trying to teach in this book. So. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, my story, when you Google my name, right, you go Jamie Kern Lehman, you Google the press, it always comes up, Denny's Waitress Builds Billion Dollar Company. So <laughs> I started a, a company called It Cosmetics in my living room and mm-hmm. went through hundreds and hundreds of no's. I was trying to change the beauty industry. I was trying to make it inclusive and show real women and, you know, models of every age and shape and size and skin tone. And, Amazing. you know, I have rosacea. So I was showing, you know, my my own skin challenges. And when I launched that, it just wasn't being done at the time. So for years, I had this big dream, but hmm. faced tons of rejections and opposition and eventually, <laughs> eventually started getting yeses and I launched on QVC. And we eventually built a, a company of over a thousand employees. And yeah, and eventually L'Oreal bought this company. I started in my living room and paid over a billion dollars cash, which is amazing. But really, so when you Google me, that's the story you read. But my real story is a girl who most of my entire life, like, didn't believe I was enough, didn't believe deep down inside I was worthy. And I used to think I was alone in those feelings. Mm -hmm. And why I wrote Worthy, the 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 book is because 80% of women, we don't believe we're enough. Yeah. 80%. Right. You know, and 73% of men feel inadequate as well. You know, 75% of female executives deal with imposter syndrome. 91% of women and girls don't love their body. Yeah. It is a I mean, I Mindy, and I know this is why you and <laughs> yes. I are like instant friends yep. and like the time for change has come. And I think it's so easy to think, and I know this from experience that, oh, if I just get this thing, then I'll feel enough. If I yep. just get, you know, this goal or this this company or this certain job title or the relationship or, you know, the six-pack abs, whatever it might be, get the thing then I'll feel enough. And those things, what I have learned the hard way is those things help us build confidence, which is really great. Mm. But if underneath it all, we don't feel worthy, Mm. we will never feel like we're enough. And we'll sabotage our dreams and goals. We'll stay stuck in plateau at things. We'll, We'll hit a big goal, but then somehow backtrack. And we have a whole kind of world right now that is getting good at building confidence, which is important, but if but not realizing if you don't learn how to build true self-worth underneath, yeah. then you'll ne- it'll never feel you'll never feel fulfillment. Yeah. So I'm on a mission. I'm I on a mission. It. I know and I love I love <laughs> I love your mission. I love your mission. I want to go back to this idea. Cause okay, for starters, when I when I write my books, there are two places that I spend actually a a, a, a large amount of time really thinking about. One is my acknowledgments. And then the other one is my dedication. Mm. And when I wrote Fast Like a Girl, I was like, I, this is dedicated to the reader. This, there's no dedication that's this that's more worthy with this book. So when I picked up your book and I read the dedication, I was like, oh, my gosh, you get it. And I want to go back to what you just said. 80% of women don't feel they're enough. 75% of female executives who are dealing with imposter syndrome. And 90% of girls and women don't love their bodies. Bodies. Why do you think that is? Ooh. <laughs> I think that it is very layered. And I think from the time we are little girls, we literally first, first it all starts with, with seeing fairy tales, which I love, mm. by the way. And, and what we start seeing is things like, you know, you're not enough on your own. You're not complete and whole on your own. Oh, like the princess movies. Exactly. (gasps) So if you're Ariel and Little Mermaid, you 
you lose your own voice and you don't get it back until the prince comes and kisses you and restores your voice and falls in love. If you're, you know, Snow White or or Cinderella or Sleeping Beauty, you're not complete until the the prince comes to rescue you. And while that's beautiful and fun and I love all that, I still watch those movies. Oh, yeah. I love yeah, them. Yeah. We have so many messages all around us that as women say, you're not enough. And by the way, we have well and often well-intentioned, loving friends and family who are just kind of trained culturally to say, you know, how, who are you dating? Are you are you are you married yet? Are you you know or or what's your job type? Like those things. And if we have this right answer, like when it comes to oh, I have a partner in my life. Oh, I have someone else. I have the job title. Then we get kind of rewarded. We f- we start yeah. to learn that those are the things we need to be enough. Yeah. And it's a lie. We are born enough and fully worthy the second yeah. we're born. And so I think what's so important now is is to every girl, every woman just about out there, oh my goodness, to to really start with awareness and then start to do the work of, of unlearning those lies that lead to self-doubt and not enoughness and then kind of waking up the truths that yeah. that that lead to worthiness. And and it's really girls and women that learn, oh, on my own, I'm not enough. I need, I need, you know, someone else to complete me. And then that starts to transition into how girls and boys make decisions growing up. So many studies out there talk about how you know, if you ask a, a boy something, he'll answer. And if you ask a girl, she'll mm-hmm. ask her friends and she'll want a, a, a decision based on consensus. Mm-hmm. And I found I find myself doing that all the time. Yep. And I'm like, oh, but I actually know what I want <laughs> if I really ah. get still. But we kind of learned that on our own, we're not enough. And that teaches us to then stop listening to our own intuition, yep. to think that we need to make decision on consensus. Yep. And and then where this escalates, which now we see an imposter syndrome everywhere, yes. is that, you know, we thought we needed a prince to rescue us growing up. Well, now as as grown women, a lot of us think like, oh... I'm not enough to actually hold this job title, mm. you know, and, and we have that. And so then we think I need a mentor. And and so the number of emails, and by the way, I'm such a pro in mentorship. I mentor a lot of women. A lot of people have influenced me big time. that are mentors mm. in my life. Mm-hmm. But what I know is you don't need a mentor to launch your idea, to, you know, be successful in your job title or any of those other yep. things. Like, I think mentors are great, but I think... As women, it's so important that we take in all their input, all their opinions, and then filter them through our own intuition, our own knowing, and then make – because, you know, I think about when I was building It Cosmetics, there were a lot of incredible mentors. They would give me advice, Mm. and sometimes I was like, oh, that's genius. That feels right in my gut. Mm. But sometimes they would tell me, you know, oh, no, no, don't do it that way. Like, like that's not going to work. That's not going to sell in stores or whatever whatever it would be. And I just had this feeling like I get – that it's always been done that way. Mm. But I couldn't shake this feeling like, what if women actually are tired of buying from airbrushed Photoshop images? Mm. What if they want to see real people like them? And I and I would tell my mentors, like, I'm so grateful for your advice, but my gut's telling me to go in this so other direction. you went against your mentors. Go against the mentors. Wow. Yeah. And that, that makes all the difference when we learn to trust ourselves. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. 
But here, uh, so here's the thing about trusting yourself that I've been really trying to unpack. So I, I, and you have it in your book about how we become such people pleasers yes. as women. Yes. And, and just full transparency, I was born in a, into a very loving home. And when my mom was pregnant with me, her father died. So while I was in the womb, you know, he, he passed my grandfather. And so I have often thought and felt that I was born into a position of pleasing and soothing my mom mm. and and I had a sister that was had a different approach to the family and did, didn't really care as much about pleasing the members of the family. So I, I I say all that not as criticism to them, but I grew up that put other people's needs first and then think about yourself. And I almost got it to a point where it was like I'm happy when everybody else is happy. So if I can go around and make sure everybody else is happy, then oh, I can be at peace. So when I first heard that concept of what you're talking about, of like, listen to your inner voice and really get to know yourself, it was empty. Mm. I didn't know my, and this is like recent, I'm 54. This is like last couple of years where I've really dove into what do I want? Yes. Who am I? How do I want to show up? It's a hard question to ask yourself. Yes, yes. So how do we go from what we hear when you say, I don't need a mentor, listen to your gut, yeah. and then we go to listen to our gut and there's nothing there? Yes. Okay. So the first, thank you for sharing that, by yeah, the way. Yeah, I know you. so many women right now who feel that exact same way with different experiences. 70% mm. of women deal with people-pleasing. Yeah. Like can't break it. Yeah. Like, trying so hard to so break hard. it. So hard. Yeah. And, and every time we people please for somebody else, we often end up betraying ourselves when it right. goes against, right? What you what you truly feel. And what's tough is that when you look at all the data, it is impossible to ever feel truly fulfilled if you're not showing up as who you fully are, right? And what you're saying is, okay, I'm trying to tap into who I fully am and I don't yep. hear it. Like what yeah, happens if yeah. I hear nothing, right? Okay. So here's some quick tools really fast that have, that have helped me because we learn, again, back to this, you know, we make consensus for everyone else. We learn so many of us to play the role, right? We, we like, we wake up in the world and we know, okay, if I need to do this to make my mom and dad happy, then I need to do this to make my teachers happy. Then if I don't get good grades, I'm, I, I feel like I'm also a failure. And we start learning that yeah. to get where we need to get, we have to make everyone else happy. And, and so we end up, you know, often just get, losing touch even with who are we right. and a lot of women in their 40s 50s 60s right now couldn't answer yeah. who am i yep who am yeah. i and and i think it only goes so far where you can make everyone else happy and then think okay well I think that's what I'm supposed to do to feel fulfilled, hmm. but you still end up feeling, and I bet so many people watching us right now and listening to us can can relate to this, if you feel like there's something missing, like almost like this anguish or aching thing inside, like you thought you would feel more fulfilled than you than you are mm -hmm. because you've done everything right. You've done you've shown up for everyone else. You've made everyone happy. You made your parents happy. You did the best you could with your kids, like all the things. And you still feel like, why is there something missing? Mm. It's because you as a soul, as the expression of who you are, as who your creator made you, didn't make you to, to ignore who you are and to try to be there for everyone else. And right. so 
to start learning how do you even hear your own intuition. This will be a little different for people depending on if they practice any particular faith, Mm -hmm. if they believe in the universe, if Mm -hmm. they don't believe in anything at all. But what I know is no matter your beliefs, every single one of us has a knowing, Mm -hmm. has a knowing. I feel like it is our soul. Mm -hmm. I think that our knowing is always more powerful than anyone else's advice or than anything else. And so getting in touch with it, I believe, is the only way to feel truly fulfilled in life. And it doesn't mean that you take worse care of other people. It doesn't mean, but it means that you actually, you know, and and this is a very new thing for our generation and generations to come after us. Mm. The idea that if you actually learn to take care of yourself, to hear yourself, to show up as who you truly are, it's not just that now you're not people pleasing and so you're you're letting everyone else down. It's that now you're setting the example of what you want the women who come after you yes. to do for yes. themselves, yes. right? And when we when we think about like, oh, I just don't want to be selfish and it's actually not about that. We think, oh, I'm showing up for everyone, you know, because I don't want to be selfish, but but really we are teaching our daughters and everyone yeah. else to 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 sacrifice themselves too because yeah. because because people see by example and so I just want to say for I don't know who this is for today but I know it is for someone listening that that to reframe this idea of 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 taking care of yourself and sh- and meeting your own needs and yeah. asking yourself what you need is actually one of the greatest gifts it's not selfish it's actually selfless in a way because it's one of the greatest gifts you can give to setting the example of how you want all of the other women in your family and friends circles to live as well. And so to start doing that, the biggest uh, thing that has been the most helpful for me, because for many years of my life, like I remember when I was waitressing at Denny's and I remember, you know, thinking like, I have these big dreams, you know, what if, what if I could actually own this Denny's? What Mm. if I could be the manager at this Denny's? And I would start thinking all these and I would watch like, how are the pancakes being like, why, why are customers leaving because the pancakes are taking too long? And I would just start watching all of it. And deep down inside though, like I had that knowing like, oh, I think I can do something like this. And that's, that's your soul, right? Yes. Yes. Like a soul. And then your thoughts, which are in your head, which aren't who you are, talk yourself out of it real fast, right? So like I went through seasons in my life, even before I launched at Cosmetics, I had this gut feeling, this knowing, like, wait a minute, you know, I have really bad rosacea on my face. Nothing has worked for me. No, you know, products out there work. What if I could figure out how to create one? Mm. And that was a knowing, mm. but then my head for the longest time was like, oh, but you've got no money. You have, you know, you, you mm. don't know, you have no connections in the beauty industry. You don't know what you're doing. You're unqualified. And I feel like so much of our life is sitting between learning to have discernment, overhearing those hunches, mm. the, the intuition, the knowing, which is our soul, and then hearing the thoughts, which is, our mind, that's not who we are. It's all of the the things we've been programmed to believe from often well-intentioned friends and family, from how we were <laughs> raised, from commercials on television, from everything else. And, and so learning to separate the two. And when you start doing this, to get to your question, when you start doing this, the greatest tool I've learned is to just start by getting still. I was just going right? to say, I bet you have to get the noise out. Yeah, yeah, just get still. And this could look like, you know, if you're blessed to have a whole room to do that in, great. If you got to go sit in the car, 
all alone, mm. that's okay. If you got to go in the closet, mm. if you got to pretend you're going in the bathroom, mm. you go in there and you close the door <laughs> and you just get still and ask yourself, how do I feel? Mm-hmm. And you might not hear anything yeah. and that's okay. And you just start one step at a time. Yep. And for some people that looks like praying and mm. asking God to talk to them, mm-hmm. asking to hear, you know, him. Mm-hmm. For other people, it's, you know, asking the universe, can you speak to me divinely? Mm-hmm. Can you give me signs? Can you give me whispers? Yeah. Can you give me hunches? For other people, it's just getting still and saying, like, what is my knowing or my soul telling me? And when you don't hear anything, that's okay. You just start the practice and you will start and hearing. It, yeah, that's It'll start what coming. Yeah. And and as you build your intuition, I I see it as a muscle mm. and and almost like when you build a muscle in the gym and and it comes with practice. And so the the last thing I'll share about this that I've that I think is a really great tool on how to how to build that knowing up is to just consider in your life right now looking back at past times where like past situations where mm. maybe you had this feeling like you want to do the thing but then Everyone around you is like, no, no, don't do that, don't do that, and 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 maybe you went against your own your own feeling, and you listen to everyone else, and then think about what happened, or on the opposite side, think about a time when you trusted yourself, even though maybe someone's like, don't do that, don't do that, and then you think about what well, what was the outcome of that, and how did that feel? Yeah, so many of us can probably identify a past relationship where. Like, we knew his phone didn't go missing. We knew, you know what I mean? Like, we and all of our friends or family are like, uh uh-uh, uh, out of that relationship. Like, he is no good for you. And we're like, we're in love. And we're like, I think he just lost his phone and disappeared for a few days. I think, I think that was his sister in law with him. Like, right? Uh, like, and we, we all have these experiences. And what's beautiful about them is that while they often suck at the time, when we think back to all those times of the moments we, whether it's we trusted ourselves or we didn't and what happened. And we, the more we reflect on those, the stronger our intuition starts to build. So, yeah. So you, so you, you actually create confidence in your own self to make great thoughts and exactly. decisions in that moment. And you, yeah. and, and you start to feel, you can, you can physically feel what that felt like at the time. Like if you, and I, and I want to just point out for people that are listening, because yeah. I think there's two things that you're doing that are brilliant. One, when you're saying feel, you're going, you're pointing at your gut. Yes. And I think for me, I can really say that when I get a hunch and it, and I feel it, it it's an energy in my gut. It's like, almost like somebody goes, boom, that's it. Like it, I, I don't feel it in my head. Mm, I feel it in my gut. Yeah. So what I hear you saying is you're pointing at your head when you're like the thoughts, the you know, and the patterns of belief that stray us in the wrong direction. Yes. That's more of a a, you can feel the energy in your head as opposed to what you're you're saying is like when you have a knowing. Yes. It comes from a different body part. Yes. Yeah. And what I love, what I'm excited about for anyone who who's going to start like going, okay, you know what? This is the one change I'm going to make from this, from, from listening to Mindy and Jamie. I'm going to start going, what is, what is my intuition telling me? Yeah. A really simple way to start this is, you know, think about, I don't know, and your friend group or maybe your in-laws or no, the in-laws are too dangerous. Okay. Think about <laughs> your, your friend group or, you know, their colleagues at work and think about, do you have that kind of feeling that maybe someone is not who they say they are? 
Mm. Right? We all can th- or 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 you're in the line to get coffee and do you feel like instantly like someone just has a light inside of them and they're this beautiful soul mm. and do you feel like someone else maybe is really struggling. Like we can sense these things. It's like a vib- yeah. It's, it's a vibration. It's a vibration. It's a feeling. Yeah. And and I think it's like if you're gonna, you know, I've been doing lately is like not always turning the lights on to find something ah, in a room. Yes. Like like if my husband's asleep in a room and I gotta go in and grab something, I'm like, don't turn the lights on because you could train the other senses. Mm. Like you can train your intuition as where it might be, your your touch. There's so much you can learn if you don't turn the lights on. Mm. And that's what I'm I'm hearing you say is that if you're in touch with this vibration of knowing and you train it, then it comes to you quicker and quicker. Yeah, and it's how we get in touch with who are we, you know, because because getting in touch with like your authentic self, and we hear that word so often, authentic, authentic, but so few people know who they really oh, are. Oh, no. You know, who they are. And, 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 yeah. and to feel fulfillment and to live the highest, truest expression of yourself and, 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 and to be truly close in a marriage, truly close in a friendship. If you're not in touch with who you are, you can only connect, whether it's with a partner, a friend, uh, any other human being, you can only connect at the level of depth that you're connected with yourself. That's it. Okay. Wait, don't go. I, that was so good. And here's what I want to just point out for people that are listening is that flips the paradigm on the people pleasing. Yes. Because if I need, like, let's just say you're in a, you know, in a marriage and you need the partner to behave a certain way so that you, that you can please them and you could feel good. And then you're always pleasing people. It, you're actually not fully connecting to them. Yeah. So when you connect to yourself and you are authentically showing up the way you want and 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 expressing yourself, you're actually pleasing them more because you're having a a deeper connection. Exactly. Yeah. And, and you actually feel fulfilled and you actually feel connected. Yeah. And there's so many people that are thinking that there's just something wrong with their partner or their friends or this or that. But the truth is we have to learn who we are to hear ourselves, to love ourselves, and that the depth of that will be the the own that that's gonna be the ceiling right. of the depth in those other relationships. And right. and so learning who you are, to your point, is such a beautiful offering to your partnership, to your friendships. Yeah. It, it's 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 like the biggest gift you yeah. can give other people. And you think like, oh, you know, and 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 some people might not get it at first. They'll be like, you know, you're growing. Are you changing? And you're like, that's the point. <laughs> I am growing. I am changing. And and I want to say too that this is so important because a lot of women, especially, are like, oh, but what if I start to trust my gut and it's wrong? Right. What if I what if I thought I listened to my intuition, and then I fall I fell flat on my face, or I failed miserably, or I, you know, I went for the thing and I didn't get it, and as human beings, like we're wired to avoid pain at all costs. So if we mm-hmm. think that 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 we can't trust ourselves, and and mm-hmm. if we do, we might be wrong. We just stay stagnant, and we don't. And so I think what's so important is that what I believe, what I believe deeply, because I look at all the times in my life that I that that I've trusted myself, and even that, even the times where where I trusted myself and it didn't turn out how I thought it would. Yep. What I know in my being. Is, and and when you when you have this knowing too, I feel like it changes everything in your life. That 
when you trust your gut, when you trust your intuition, you hear it and you trust it. It's actually never wrong. It just mm. it just it, it it just results in either the next right step for you or the next right lesson you needed to learn. Yeah. It's it's yeah. one or the other. So it's right. always a positive thing. You know, when you trust So you yourself, can't go wrong. You can't go wrong. And I think it's the big one of the biggest lies we tell ourselves. I go into a whole a whole chapter in Worthy in the book on how do you really build that intuition and listen to yourself mm-hmm. and how it's it literally results in the next right step. When you trust it, because sometimes we, we listen to our gut, we're like, I don't have clarity, right? And and I share a story about how I waited two years on something to make a decision because I felt like I don't have crystal clear clarity, so mm. I must not be ready. Mm. And that is one of the biggest lies we tell ourselves that I'm not ready to put put my idea out in the world, or I'm not ready to write the book, or I'm not ready to, you know, hop on and share how I love fast like a girl on social media. Because <laughs> what if you know what I mean? And and we think we're we're not ready. But but it's not true. It's actually the biggest, you know, per- perfectionism and readiness is is just a lie we tell ourselves yeah. to stay stuck and to never do anything. If you get still and you work on hearing what feels right and you just get a slight inkling, just take that step. Go, yeah, I've take learned like step. speed of implementation is important. When I get a gut feeling, yeah. I'm like, okay, go before the brain starts talking yes. you out of it. Yes, because your head will talk yes. you out of it so yeah. fast. And so there's like, I have to, when I when it hits in the gut, I'm like, yes. we're going because if I don't go with this idea, this thought or this thing I want to create in my life, the brain's going to come in and tell me all the reasons why I can't do it. Hey, Resetters, as we step into the new year, I am so thrilled to invite you on an extremely transformative journey with me in my Reset Academy. So check this out. If you're ready to kickstart your fasting and health journey, which I know so many of you have reached out to us and asked how you customize a fasting lifestyle for you, my Reset Academy is the absolute best place to be. So here's what you get in the academy, and I like to think of it in terms of a complete picture. So imagine being surrounded by people who understand your journey, who are passionate for fasting, who want to lift you up and will support you every step of the way. My academy is not just me, my team, but it is an incredible group of people that are all dedicated to building fasting lifestyles and supporting each other in it. This is why I created the Reset Academy. So when you join, you gain access to all the exclusive calls where my team and I share the latest insights, we answer your burning questions, and we guide you towards your health goals. That's not it. We didn't stop there. By becoming a member, you're not just investing in a membership, but you're investing in yourself. I am such a fan of setting you up to win this year. And my academy is the best place I know to do that. I want to keep you focused. I want you to customize this for you. And I want you to succeed at your health goals this year. End of story. So if you're ready to unlock your fullest potential and embrace a fasting lifestyle, join me. If it feels good, join me. And let's make this year an incredible year for us all. So all you got to do is go visit drmindypels.com slash Reset Academy to become a member. I can't wait to welcome you. I can't wait to see you on the Zoom calls. I can't wait to be in community with you. And most importantly, let's get your health goals handled and let's do this together. It's so much better together. Together. So that's drmindypels.com slash Reset Academy. Excited to see you there.
An interesting thought that I had as you were talking is, you know, when you look at what you built in uh, with a cosmetic company, like surely there was some point in time where your brain was like, you're crazy, Jamie. What are you doing? Yes. Yes. And how did you handle that? Because I think people could leave a podcast like this, listening to this, and they're like, okay, I'm going to listen to my gut. I'm going to start speaking up for myself. And then they get it in action, and the brain's like, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? Yes, exactly. And self-doubt will kill more dreams than almost anything else. Yeah. And our thoughts get so loud. And often what will happen is someone might listen to us right now and like, okay, you know what? I'm going to tell that person I want to be more than just friends, or I'm going to decide I'm going to make adult friendships, or I'm going to put my offering out into the world or launch the business. And then all of a sudden, right, they're, they're around other people. It could be people who love them very much. And they're the ones saying things like, oh, you're crazy. Right. You're, right. So, Okay. Something so important. Oh, I pray these words. I pray these words stick to someone right now because they have been life changing for me. Mm. So I was adopted the day I was born, and through various family divorces and all kinds of stuff, I have five families. And oh my gosh, yeah, and and, and that's got to be a wicked Christmas. <laughs> it is. I I feel so. Oh gosh, some of my step families, I'm just so close to and just so loving and all the things and. And I feel very, very grateful and blessed for the families in my life. And with that said, not a single person I'm aware of in any of my five families has ever gone to therapy. We, we, we learned if you have an issue, you just stuff it down or you don't talk about it. You pretend all the things. And, and, and growing up, I had really big ideas and big dreams. And I often felt like if I shared them with the people around me, they didn't quite get it. And they would often say things like, you're crazy. Almost like people like us, that that doesn't, those things like that don't happen to people like us. Right. You know, you're crazy, you're odd. And, and I always felt, I always felt like I was a little different mm-hmm. or like I don't belong. I think, by the way, I think a lot of people feel that. I just want to point that out for our listeners, like, I think I don't belong, I'm not enough shows up in everybody's mind. Yes. And you saying that is so important because we often feel we're alone in that. We That's feel, right. That's why we right? highlight it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We feel like, okay, so everyone listening to us. Okay. This is like a big, I, I wish everyone was like, I know, all, that's right. We're I in know. this group hug right now because we all feel this way. So yeah. many of us feel this way. So so right now, if you feel like you don't quite fit in in the friend group or you don't, you feel different or you feel like you have to conform to fit in. There's a whole chapter in Worthy called, You're Not Crazy, You're Just First. And I saw that. here's how this happened. I was really struggling the first time in my life. I was working in television news. I was doing overnights. I was in love with my now husband, but scared to get married mm-hmm. because of the examples I have seen in mm-hmm. my family. And it was the first time in my life I'd ever had panic attacks. And I didn't even know what they were. And I... I sought out therapy and no one in any of my families had ever done that. And and I I'll never forget I asked my therapist. I said, I am always told I'm a little different or a little odd or I don't quite fit in and I'm like and they call, you know they call me words like, you know, odd or crazy or, you know, and and I have these big dreams and 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 I asked her am I crazy? And she's like, "No, you're not crazy, but I'm really glad you're here." And okay. she said, when you are the first in your families or your peer group to actually tune into who you really are and 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 want to show up as who you are, mm-hmm. you're gonna feel 
like you don't belong because you're first. You're the first ever you. Mm. And I remember leaving that session and I remember having this aha moment that was like a light bulb. So bright it burst where I just was like, I'm not crazy. I'm just first. Yeah. Right. And every single person with us right now, listening to this, watching this, you're the first you there's ever been. There's the, whatever you believe, what I know for sure is like your creator made you. There's no one else like you in the whole universe. No one with your thoughts. We all have unique retinas. We all have right. unique fingerprints. Our tongue prints are unique. Our heartbeats are unique. There's not another you in existence. Mm. So if you actually are one of the brave ones willing to show up in this world as who you truly authentically are, you're first. There's never been another you, right? And so don't be surprised if not everyone gets you and not everyone understands your dreams and your visions and your hopes. Like, like they were given to you, yeah. right? Yeah. And and the number of times, Mindy, to answer your question, that in building it cosmetics, when I would get rejection after rejection after rejection, and I was like, oh, I just, you know, I want to do things this way. I keep feeling like I should show real women my rosacea and 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 put you know models when, when I first when I finally got after three years of hearing no's from every beauty retailer because they would always like all the department stores would say they would always use this word they'd say women will never buy makeup from images like this you have to use unattainable aspiration that was what? always the word unattainable oh, my aspiration. Gosh. and I and I'm like I get that's what's always been done but what if you know and 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 my big kind of deep why for the company was like, I, I was raised watching beauty commercials and seeing the ads in magazines. I loved them. I always aspired to look that way. But deep down inside, they always made me feel like I wasn't enough. Yeah. Uh, right? yeah. And yeah. so I was like, okay, so what if I can try to do a company where the products are great, but that every model is, you know, every age, shape, size, skin tone, skin challenge, and show my own issues, right? And, and call them beautiful models and mean it and try to, try to, in a big way, shift the whole definition of beauty in the industry for every little girl out there who's about to start doubting herself and every grown woman who still does. So I had like this big vision, but they were all saying no over and over and over. And a lot of times I would remind myself like, okay, I I really value their opinion. I used to save my Denny's mm. tip money to buy a lipstick in their stores, but they're wrong <laughs> and I'm not crazy. I'm just first. Yeah. And there's, there's it's, it's a good mantra. I find those one liners to snap you out of it yes. are, are so powerful. And a lot of your chapter titles, by the way, I'm also that's the other part of a book that I'm obsessed with are chapter titles because they really when you I don't know if you write the title before you write the chapter or after. Yeah. But it's fun to think of like if I could take one statement that I'm trying to get across here, what would that one statement be? And then you yes. put it as a chapter title. Yes. So yours are all fabulous like that. So, They're so I just think as women, and, and, and I've lived through this and worked mm -hmm. so hard to build self-worth because uh, we learn that if we just do the things that build confidence, then then we'll finally feel like it's enough. And, you know, so many of uh, so many of us, especially people that have, you know, achiever, high achiever mentalities or perfectionists or people pleasers, yeah. we just think if I could just do it right enough, 
and I'll then I'll feel enough. Then I'll, right. And it's a never-ending cycle to nowhere. Yeah. It's never enough yeah. until you learn to believe you are worthy. And then you don't lose your ambition. When you start to learn you're enough exactly as you are, you actually don't lose your ambition at all. You just become fearless because you know your successes or your failures don't dictate your worth. Yeah. And so you become more fearless about going after what you want. But yeah. building that self-worth, like like you, I opened the book with this idea about how you don't soar to the level of your goals and dreams. You stay stuck at the level of your self-worth. Yes. And in your life, your relationships, your business, your ideas, your goals and dreams that, that you don't rise to what you believe is possible, you you fall to what you believe you're worthy of. Yeah. And and it's that way our entire lives. And so why I'm so passionate about this is, you know, there's so many things in my life I sabotaged and I didn't know why. Right. And then I realized, yeah, so many oh, wow, I didn't think I was deserving or yeah. worthy of them. And yeah. when you learn to build your self-worth, you change your entire life and you change generations of your family. Yeah. You know? So one interesting thought I have for you is, you know, when you you look at the trajectory of what you've done mm-hmm. and you've gone from a place where you weren't you felt like you weren't enough you you had an incredible vision you overrode all the the limiting beliefs that your brain kept offering you and all the people who didn't believe in you and then you come out the other side and you're like victorious and you sell this company and all of a sudden there had to have been a moment that you were like look at what i did yeah. and there had to have been that moment of just totally feeling so proud of yourself and then my question is, was there a moment after that where you're like, now what? And was there like a, I call it a dopamine drop where you're like, but wait, like creating a company, selling a company, like that's not necessarily even my worth. Like, yep. did you have a like that downer time after the success story hit? Because I don't think anybody talks about that enough. Yes. And it's, I'm so glad you're asking this. This question will be life-changing for a lot of people because we're always thinking, once this happens, yes. then I'll be happy. Yes. Once this happens, then I'll be happy. Yes. Then I'll be enough. Then I'll be right. And for and 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 it's different things for all of us. It could be once I get married, then or once I whatever it might be. And when we get there and when we get that drop after, and when we're like, this didn't feel like how I thought it was going to feel. And then we tell ourselves the story. Why am I not happy? I must just be ungrateful. Why why didn't this solve all my problems like I thought it was going to? And so then we tell ourselves a new lie. I've got to do more. Yes. I've got to do more. So then we go for the next level, the next thing, the next, right? And and it's it's never ending. It it never. And and there is a moment that I'll share that I didn't understand for a while. And it's literally fueled why I wrote Worthy Hmm. because I was at a moment in my life where I just sold my company for a whole lot of money, which I couldn't. When I was a Denny's waitress, okay, I was happy if someone didn't just throw the dime on the table. Like if I got, you know what I mean? Like I got a bill. Yes, I know. (laughs) Or a culture. I mean, the idea of someone paying a billion dollars, I mean, that's just, I can't even. It's impressive. And I worked so hard. And I also come from families that worked very, very hard and never had an outcome like that. You know, so it was like, but but I was in a moment in my life after I sold my business where, you know, um, 
and and all these things were happening that the world tells you should make you happy. Right. So all of a sudden, Forbes magazine, all these things that I, were just so cool. I'm like, oh wow, you know, television shows, all the things, and 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 a big moment happened that changed everything for me. So 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 growing up, I would watch Oprah in my living room every day, and when I was all alone growing up often because my parents worked a lot, that was a person that I thought like, oh, wow, she shares her vulnerability. She, you know, all these things. And I was like, I just had this feeling back to our knowing. I didn't know what it was. Yeah. It made no sense at the time. There I had this go. feeling I would meet her. I just was like, I'm, I'm going to meet her. And one day I'll share other people's stories with the world. And I just kind of always had the idea. So my whole life, I just thought I was going to meet Oprah, which makes no sense. Fast forward now, I've sold my company. I was celebrating my 40th birthday, and and I went to a live event that Oprah was putting on. It was a, hu- a huge event in LA, and it's a long story short, but uh, my assistant had written a letter that I didn't know about that somehow had gotten to her assistant, that somehow had gotten to her, and the odds of that are like one in a zillion. Yeah. Somehow she read it. Somehow they arranged for me to meet her at this event. And uh, I thought I was going to walk up. So so her assistant came up. I didn't know I was going to meet her that day. I didn't even shower. I was so tired that day. <laughs> I put I, I wore a green dress. I had my hair. It was a, I was a mess. But anyways... I then find out when I get to the event, oh, you're going to meet Oprah. And I thought like, oh, my gosh, like this is I've dreamed of this my whole life. I thought I would walk in a big, long line to a step and repeat, which is, you know, one of the for everyone listening who hasn't seen one. It's like, you know, you see those kind of red carpet backgrounds and and a meet and greet. And usually when you go to one of those, you meet the person for literally one second. Their team yells at you to smile for the camera and keep it moving. (laughs) So you got one second. So I was planning this whole morning. Okay, I'm going to get one second second. And what am I going to say? What am I going to say? So then her assistant brings me back for to, to, to meet her at the lunch break mm-hmm. and walks up to the green room. And she's like, she's inside. And I'm like, where's where's the line? Like, where's the, you know, I, hadn't, I was just like, what is happening? And and then I just I, I was I was probably out of my body because I I was and so I I was with a group of friends and I immediately said, can they come in too? Because I just thought yeah. a lot of them had watched her their whole oh, life. Oh yeah, like let's make this like yeah. <laughs> share my my victory moment. Yeah, and yeah. so I, and so and so she opens the door. I walk in and Oprah's there all alone in her green room, and she's like Miss Kern, and I'm like she knows my name. Like it's like <laughs> freaking out. I walked in and and we talked for a few minutes. It was lovely. And I'll cut a long story short. Afterwards, I then replay in my head. Did I say the right thing? What did oh, I even say? Oh, I do that all the all time. time. Like oh I, th- I should have been so much smarter yeah. and funnier and, and like all this stuff. <laughs> and so, so, so then I'm like, what if that's the only time I meet her in my entire life and I didn't even say anything? And I think I said to her, if I can ever be of service to you, let me know is what I said. So anyhow, I, I end up writing a whole email. And I send it and I pray that like she gets it. And she did. She invited me to her house for lunch. And there's a big point to this story that I want everyone to hear because it changed my whole life. We had a three-hour lunch together at her house, just me and her. It went so well. At the end of it, and this is my my like childhood hero, yeah. like my mentor from afar my whole life, right? At the end of it, Mindy, she says, here's my cell number. I don't, you know, call me anytime. Call me anytime. And this is the point of this that I want everyone to to process in their own lives. In that moment in my life, I had was on the biggest high of self-confidence. Yeah. I had sold my business for all this money. I was in the magazines, the TV. And Oprah says, call me anytime. I didn't call her for four years. Oh my gosh. She gave me her number and I did not call her for four years. Yeah. And why? 
why? So I thought I knew. I thought it was like, oh, I'm going to wait to have the right thing to say. That's why I haven't called her. Oh, everyone wants something from her. I want to prove I don't need anything. So I'm just going to make sure she knows I just want an authentic friendship. Like I tell myself all these stories until one day I realized the real reason I hadn't called her was because deep down inside, I did not believe I was worthy of being her friend. And even though and this is for, for everyone listening. I got the thing that I thought would make me happy and fulfilled. I got all these things. What I realized is they build confidence, which confidence is an internal trait, but it's based often on external things that can fluctuate. Mm-hmm. A confidence is based on, you know, our assessment of our skills and abilities, our willingness to try and go for it, how we stack ourselves up to others. It can fluctuate. It can go up and down. And at the time I had very high confidence, but our self-worth is different. It's 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 our deep internal belief are we worthy of love and belonging exactly as we are? Mm-hmm. Not as we achieve, not as anything else happening around us, but exactly as we are. And in that moment with Oprah, what I learned is I had really high self-confidence. Everything looked the part on the outside. Mm-hmm. But deep down inside, I felt unworthy, right? Yeah. right? To use the example you and I were talking about, that's a really famous example in the personal growth space and psychology is like the idea of the thermostat, yeah. right? Like when you imagine a thermostat in your home, one of the automatic ones, and, and let's say you set it at 75, and when things heat up in the room or they're hot outside, it doesn't matter. The thermostat kicks in and cools it to 75. Yep. Or when stuff's going really wrong and it's down to 60 or 50 and it's freezing, the thermostat heats it up. And bring... So your the thermostat example, which is iconic in the personal growth space, is, is a metaphor for your self-worth. Yep. And right now, if you believe your self-worth, that you're, you're worth... 75, you can have everything going right. You can get the marriage, the kids, the job, the, da, 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 the six-pack abs, all the things. And outside, it's heating up to like a, a 80 or a 90 or a 100. But but you will sabotage things or you will never be happy. Your, your thermostat will kick into the level of your self-worth back to 75. Right. And so what I did in that moment was not calling up her for four years was literally me sabotaging an opportunity I didn't believe I was worthy of. And it is the biggest thing that keeps us stuck in life, Yeah, right? We know our idea is really, really cool and novel, or we know we could write poetry and put it out into the world, or, you know, we 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 love painting. But but when we don't think we're worthy of of sharing who we are with the world, we'll stay stuck. Yep. We'll stay oh, stuck. So and, well said. And so even after all those things... That is not what brings happiness or yeah. fulfillment, right? It's learning to believe you're enough and worthy as you are and, and, and raising your own internal self-worth, yeah. which is, yeah. So Okay, so what happened when you, four years oh, later, yeah. did she remember you? <laughs> yes. So <laughs> what did it be end of the story? I'm like, wow, that's... So, so and, the, and this is, this, yeah, there's the end of the story. Okay, so she, so I called her and she did not answer was the first thing. And then she texted. And then we were texting. And then just this last year, I taught the Life You Want mm-hmm. class with her mm-hmm. in her community on resilience. And in the middle of that class, she said something that was so powerful and so aligned with what I had experienced. She, she, she said, in life, you know, you can work so, so hard. You can know what you want. You can go after it. You can even believe it's possible. But if you don't believe you're worthy of it, it will not come. Mm-hmm. She's like, because in life, we do we don't you know, become who we want, we become who we believe we're worthy of. Mm. And it's just this iconic thing. And when that moment happened, it was like, 
for me, this divine download, and I'd been obsessed with studying self-worth ever since mm. I realized why I had sabotaged mm. that and so many other things in my life. Mm. And by the way, I look back and there were moments that I almost doubted myself out of my own destiny. Mm. Like even even building the company, there were mm. so many moments. I am, um, I, I, there was one time, um, and, and I love that I don't think I've ever had this deep of a conversation about intuition, by the way, which is how we, which is <laughs> so it. beautiful. But there is this, this, there's so many moments because you're asking about moments. There are so many key moments where I came so close to not trusting myself because someone else had said something that I was like, oh, well, they must know what they're talking about. And there was a moment when after a few years, we were down to no money. We were getting no after no after no after no. And I still kept feeling like I was supposed to keep going. Mm. And we got a call from a potential investor and who got in our product. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be huge because he's with this huge private equity firm and they're known for taking like small unknown brands and making them big, like ones that we shop in grocery stores and big mm. box retailers. And they got in hold of our product and wanted a meeting. And I just thought, this is going to be huge. Like this is, if they invest, this is it. If they invest, I'm not going to go bankrupt. And then also maybe he can use his leverage to get us in stores everywhere. And so we, we started meeting after meeting after meeting. It got to the diligence phase when they start looking at all of our financials and our product pipeline. And, and we got to the final meeting with, with this investment company. And at the end, he, his whole team was there. My husband and I flew up for the meeting and we're all, so imagine this whole room of private equity guys. Yeah. <laughs> I wish there were women there. There were not. All guys. And 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 they were lovely. His whole team was just so awesome. Mm-hmm. And then the head guy at the very end, he was about three feet from me. My husband was on the other side of me. And he says to me, like, congratulations, you should be so proud of this product. It's a really good product, but it's a no. We're going to pass on investing in it cosmetics. And at that point, I'd heard so many no's and I was used to it. But I said, and it was devastated because I was hoping it was my saving grace at the time. I didn't yeah. know how we were going to make it at that point. And I said, okay, can you tell me why? You know, because feedback is yeah, usually yeah. a gift. Right. And he got really still and really quiet for a minute. And then he says to me, do you want me to be really honest with you? And I was like, yes, please. And he's literally like three feet from me. And he says to me, and he, and he like paused for a while. I remember like feeling my heart beat in my ears because I was just like, what's happening? Why is he pausing right, forever? Right. And, and, and after he said, you want me to be really honest with you? I'm like, yes, please. And then he just looked at me and he said, I just don't think women will buy makeup from someone who looks like you, <gasps> with your body and your weight. And wow. And when he, so what's wild, what I want to, sh- why, I want to share this is because I never actually felt anger toward him. The I, the first thing I remember feeling is like, like my body flooding with like a lifetime of self-doubt and body doubt. And so it was like I was hearing these words and it was like I was staring my own fear straight in the eye. You know what I mean? Right. He's saying these words to me. But but my point of the story is that when he said those words, I just don't think women will buy makeup from someone who looks like you with your body and your weight. In that moment, Mindy, I got this gut feeling. like Like I feel it like it's yesterday right now that said he's wrong. Wow. Like I felt that, right? And I didn't know how to prove it. Nothing around me was saying he wasn't wrong because I was yeah. not selling much product. Like, but I got that that feeling. And and when I look back on that moment, when we talk about building intuition, when I look back at that moment, right? For me, I believe, and I know everyone's different. I believe when I hear my intuition strongly, I believe it comes from my creator. And 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 when I look back at that moment and he said those words. 
and I felt that feeling that he's wrong. Like what I what I know, what I believe in every ounce of my being is that this dude gave me a no, but God gave me a knowing mm-hmm. in that moment. And mm-hmm. when I think about our lives and our careers and our friendships and our dreams and our hopes, it is so easy to hear the no's all around us. And sometimes we give ourselves, our brain, our mind, our thoughts gives ourselves the most painful no's, right? right. For me, my most hurtful no's, the no's I tell myself are far more painful oh, yeah, than what that guy said. Sure, for right? sure. Yeah. But then when we learn to hear that, our, our soul, that's our knowing. And I feel like so much in life, our joy, our happiness, our relationships, our hopes and dreams comes down to which one we listen to. Do we listen to the no? Or do we listen to our knowing? And so learning powerful. how to do that will change everything. Wow. So he had to regret that decision. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So I just have to say, how okay. great did that feel when he saw what happened? So <laughs> six years. So I didn't hear from him for six years, right? Six years later, the day L'Oreal bought our company, I didn't learn until the night before it happened that they were going to – they're a public company. And they – needed to announce the purchase price. I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I, what's my family going to say? Like, I think oh, they yeah. think the business is doing okay, but this is going to be a, I mean, <laughs> like, surprise, and, yeah. I'm a billionaire. Oh my gosh. And so the, so the day that the announcement went out, it was, it was like the homepage of the Wall Street Journal. It was everywhere. And it was the first time I heard from that potential investor in over six years. And he said, congratulations on the L'Oreal deal. I was wrong, <gasps> is what he oh, said. Chills. And Here's the thing. So you remember the woman, the movie Pretty Woman? Yeah. Like when she goes into the store and they won't help her. And then she goes back like a few days later. So like what I wanted to say to him on the phone was like, big mistake. (laughs) Huge. Huge. But I didn't. I kept it classy and I just thanked him. (laughs) I wouldn't have wanted to be him. Yeah. But, you know, here's the thing. and, And this is how I look at it is. I really think the words he said to me weren't personal. Mm. He was just listening to his own thought. He just was looking at me and saying, I don't think she'll make me money. That's all he was saying. Yeah. And that is based on all of his own thoughts and cultural conditioned belief systems that say you have to look a certain way or do to 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 be successful, right? It's all his own stuff, mm. which we all have our own stuff. Yeah. And it's like when we tap into our powers, when we can identify and become aware of like, oh, that's not the truth. That's just my thoughts or my yeah, like, limiting beliefs. Yeah. And then and then tapping into that, like, but what is this, what does the truth feel like about that? Yeah. And we know. Yeah, I've learned to because same kind of mindset that you've had where I've really can understand hunches that I have, the knowing. I love the way you say that. Yeah. But I also have had a lot of no's in my life. And have stepped into a lot of places and succeeded where I wasn't supposed to, especially as a woman. Mm -hmm. And I've learned that when someone gives me a no, my brain translates that into, oh, I'm going to show you. Mm. Especially when I have that like knowing, I'm like, oh, thank you for the no, because now I'm going to show you that I'm right, you're wrong. And I don't know. I mean, I'm sure any like therapist listening to this might be like, well, you got to work that stuff out. But it 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 has helped me in the nose that I've gotten yep. just to be like, oh, I'm going to show you. Don't worry. I'm going to show you. And it comes from that knowing. If I don't have that knowing, then my brain goes into, well, maybe you're right. Maybe that won't happen. But once that knowing hits, I'm like, don't just move out of the way. I'm going to show you. Can I? So can I use your example just yeah. now for something that I think, too, could be really, really cool for everyone listening and yeah. watching? Okay. So – Y'all know how successful Dr. Mindy Pels is, right? Everyone knows this. Like, 
what I've learned in my life is it's almost never an accident mm-hmm. when someone is really successful. Meaning, I don't mean successful in financial terms or anything like that. I mean successful in the sense of they're making a difference in the world. Mm-hmm. They're showing up authentically. They're living the highest vibration, most beautiful essence of who they are, yeah. right? And And when people see that, they feel it. And I think they know that about you, which is why your community is mm. so incredible because mm. that's how you show up. And what I want to share, though, is for everyone listening, I want to use your example because this is powerful. So, okay, so everyone listening right now, so there's a whole chapter in Worthy called When You Change Your Relationship with Rejection, You Change Your Life. Mm. And everyone listening right now, just ask yourself this, okay, and watching us, ask yourself this. When you imagine yourself in a situation where you just got a no or someone rejected you or you asked someone to coffee, they're like, no, thanks. <laughs> um, whatever it might be, right? Where you are rejected or you failed at something. Mm-hmm. You feel like you failed at something. Maybe you put something out on social media and not one person hit like. And you just, whatever it might be. I mean, it could be big or small, but imagine yourself in a setting like when you just shared where, where you feel like you got a no or rejected or failed. What is the first thought you have when that happens. And be really honest with yourself. What's the first thought? Everyone listening and watching. I love what you just shared because you shared, oh, I'll show you, right? Mm -hmm. That's your first thought. So for everyone listening and watching, that first thought you just had, that is your current definition of rejection. And here's the thing. We we talked about this briefly earlier that like we're wired to avoid pain at all costs, even if we think an outcome will give us a lot of pleasure, but if it's painful. So so many of us associate so much pain with rejection or failure. We afraid we're afraid of it so much that we we don't even go for it. Right. Because your definition is, oh, oh, that no, I'll show you. That's an empowering definition. It's not painful mm. for you. So mm. you don't have this like you have a definition that's empowering. For most people, so for me, my whole life, my first thought if I got a no or rejected or failed was, oh, yep, there's proof I'm not enough. Every time, right? Interesting. And so for anyone listening right now, you know, usually when I ask a room of women this, the answers are, I'm a failure. I'm not enough. I'm stupid. I'm a loser. Why did I even try? What was I thinking? And that's your current definition of of, of, of failure or or rejection. And we often don't even know we have it. It's subconscious, but we think it. When that's your current definition, you're not going to go for things. Yes. You're not going to put yourself out there. You're not going to keep going, right? And one of the keys is to first identify what that current definition is and then replace it with one that you know to be true. Like mm. you have to know it to be true. And, and and then every time rejection or failure happens and you catch yourself like for me, oh, I'm not enough, you replace it with that, oh, no, no, this this is what this means. Mm. And then you become fearless in going for things. And so in my journey, there is a point, because this is really easy to do, and it's it's a game changer. you know. And, and when I say it's never an accident someone's successful, mm-hmm. you're clearly not afraid to hear no. I Right now in my life, Mindy, I've got plenty of issues, but fear of rejection is yeah. not one of them. Yeah, right. I am yeah. fearless well, you've now. Pr- and you've proven yourself you know, over and over and over again that you have the skill set to handle rejection. I yeah, but and 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 but and I should say and like for so long because even though you even though I felt I had the skill set, when I got rejected, I was like, oh, but it means I'm not enough. 
I would be scared to go for something. And so one day I gotten so many rejections, a few years of rejections at cosmetics. I was so depressed, ready to give up on everything. And I Googled all my favorite like mentors, heroes, et cetera, Mm -hmm. thought leaders, people that had changed the world. And every single one of them has gone through so many rejections. They're just the brave ones willing to keep keep going going. anyway. So So that day I wrote out this definition. Oh, when I'm rejected, it doesn't mean I'm not enough. It means I'm... This is a victory. I'm one of the brave ones willing to keep going for it. Mm. I'm not going to sit on the sidelines of life living in regret. Every rejection is just like a really cool reminder. I'm one of the brave ones going for it. So well done. I retrain my mind to believe that. Wow. Then I, you know, another one, rejection is God's protection or rejection Mm. is the universe's protection, right? And I would start looking back at past rejections. It could be the dude that broke my heart. It could be whatever it was. And I'm like, thank God he didn't, like, thank God that relationship didn't work out. I would be a hot mess in life right now if it if it did. Right. It, rejection is God's protection. And so I have a whole tool toolkit of definitions of rejection that I apply every time it happens to me. Amazing. And I believe them. I know them to be true. And so in Worthy the Book, I take you through, like, how do you identify your new true definitions for you? For some people, it could be like, oh, you know what? I'm putting in the reps. I'm putting in the reps. Mm. I'm so much closer to my goal now. Yeah. I just got five more rejections today. I'm putting in the reps. Yeah. Or, it's like a you tough know. workout. I had a hard mental workout today. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a great way to reframe it. To reframe yeah. it. My Probably my all-time favorite one that I apply in my life all the time is if like you ever have someone that lets you down or that betrays your trust or that pulls a rug out from underneath you or you know a family member that just no matter how hard you try, they just don't like you. Whatever it is, right? The job that didn't take your resume or you didn't get the job. I I literally, when I get a painful rejection like that, I imagine my creator saying to me, oh, you weren't rejected. I just hid your value from them because you're, they're not assigned to your destiny. Ooh, I believe that. That so is so good. When I'm in a room with other women and I, and I want to just like love on everyone. And I know we've so many of us have felt this and you feel like there's one person that just doesn't like you? Yeah, why don't you like me? Yeah, yeah, you're like, I have learned, you know what? God is hiding my mm. value from them because they are not assigned to my destiny. Mm. And I trust so it. Good. I, I just trust it. So good. And I think of knows that way sometimes too now. Yeah. And I and and we all get rejection every day. Like if yeah. we are the brave ones willing to show up and and be our authentic selves, like we're gonna be the ones that get rejection yeah. all the time. And it yeah. could be simple, it could be so it could be our good. mother-in-law, it could be anything. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. You know, okay, my creator's blocking my my value from them because they're not supposed to be in my inner circle. They're not so they're not assigned to my destiny. Yeah, and which I just, is such a good flip on the people pleasing that women do. Yes. Like everybody's got to be happy around me. I've got to make sure everybody likes me. And when you go into the mindset of no, you know, I'm being protected, and the right people are showing up. It, yes. It's beautiful. Yes. So okay, you got to tell people where they can find the book. And I I want to say one thing about the book that's so congruent for me is that in all of my teachings and Fast Like a Girl and just everything I put out on YouTube, it's it's really at the heart, it's empowerment. And I'm trying to help women believe in their bodies again. Yeah. And so I do it through the lens of physiology. What I believe Worthy has done is you've done it through the lens of ex- everything we're saying, the mind, the knowing. It's like the companion guide to Fast Like I a Girl. Like I feel, That is the biggest compliment. Thank I you. I feel like the two need to go together. Like if I was to say like, hey, 
This is what we needs to be the mindset tool for learning how to believe in in your health again. If we put these two together, yes, it'll be so powerful. I love that. It, you know, especially for anyone who's had health goals, and then they're like, "Why am I sabotaging?" It? Yeah, because part of it is also really knowing what to do, which is such a blessing that you know people are learning about their hormones, learning about all of this incredibly novel knowledge that you're putting out in the world, life changing stuff, yeah. and then also learning that you are worthy of having great health. You are worthy of taking care of yourself, right? And it's, so thank you. That is yeah. a huge honor. No, and I, um, I, But I'm, like I said, when I read the, the beginning, I was just yeah. like, wow, like this is necessary. So yes, how do pe- thank how, you. How do people find the book? Okay, so worthybook.com. Great. So worthybook.com or, you know, anywhere books are sold, yeah. anywhere books are sold. And, and I have lots of great, you know, extra things that go with the book at worthybook.com and Amazing. all free. I'm donating 100% of my proceeds for the book. So this is purely like what I feel like is my life's greatest work. I yeah. feel like when we learn, I mean, when you look at this, the statistics we open with, like 80% of women don't feel they're enough. 75% of women deal with imposter syndrome. 91% of girls and women don't love their bodies. I, I just know like, and why we're so aligned is that the time for change has come. It has come. Now it's like, no, I want to leave no girl, no woman, no person left behind and knowing they're worthy because the moment you know you're worthy is the moment like unhealthy relationships end, healthy friendships are formed, generational cycles are broken, businesses are launched, ideas are shared, joy and fulfillment is filled. You know, so I'm on this mission and I'm really, really excited and I'm honored to to share this with you. Yeah, this was amazing. Thank Thank you you so much. And let's just send this book out into the world. So thank you for writing it. Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me in today's episode. I love bringing thoughtful discussions about all things health to you. If you enjoyed it, we'd love to know about it. So please leave us a review, share it with your friends, and let me know what your biggest takeaway is. 